You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Morning, everyone. Who has ever experienced this? You've been driving when suddenly you look in your rear vision mirror and you see blue and red lights. I'm sure no one has experienced that in this place. A couple of months ago, I was driving home from work and I was coming into Bannockburn and the Woolworths um, has now changed where it used to be. So when you come in, there's like a right-hand turn that will just make it so easy just to go straight to the supermarket. But of course, you can't turn right. So I've refused to do it, but this one night, Friday night, I was tired and I just thought, and I turned to the passenger and said, you're not meant to do this, but I'm just going to do this quickly. So as soon as I turned in, I then saw the red and blue lights and I'm like, oh no, the one time, the one time I do it. So he pulled me over and did the whole, you know, did you know what you did wrong? Yes. Um, and then he asked for my licence and we just had a bit of a chat and he went and checked it, came back and said, look, you have actually a really good record because I've lost no points. So he said, because of that, I'm just going to let you go with a warning, but just to let you know like, this is the amount that you would pay. Can I tell you that expression of kindness from that policeman made my day? And that is what I'm talking about this morning, kindness. Kindness is a virtue that is often praised but not always understood. We all know what it feels like to be on the receiving end of kindness and, but do we really understand what it means to be kind? So when you hear the word kindness, what comes to your mind? Could it be things like being friendly or pleasant to others, smiling at people, doing something nice for a friend, being generous and considerate? Is it just words, the way people communicate to one another? Or is it an action, something that someone does? Or is it how someone listens? Or is it just simply an emotion? The dictionary defines kindness as the quality of being friendly, generous and considerate. Other words associated with kindness are goodwill, warmth, tenderness and selflessness. You know, over the years, many people have weighed in on what kindness means to them. And here are a few examples. According to the author Mark Twain, kindness is the language the deaf can hear and the blind can see. Maybe he was trying to tell us that kindness is universal and it can traverse boundaries, race and even disabilities. The author James M. Barry said, always be a little kinder than necessary. The poet Samuel Johnson said, kindness is in our power even when fondness is not. The philosopher Joseph Jobert said, kindness is loving people more than they deserve. And Nora Diaz said, be kind to everyone, not just the popular people. This highlights that there are varied thoughts on kindness and the different ways that we can outwork it. Because we can all certainly show kindness. And we know God calls us to be kind, but sometimes we may struggle with knowing what that kindness looks like in everyday life. We may have questions like, where are we supposed to direct our kindness and to whom? 
How can I show kindness? Are there questions you have today on how to be kind? The most basic definition of kindness is being good and doing no harm. This includes being friendly, helpful and considerate to others. Kindness also refers to how you treat yourself. Are you gentle and loving to yourself? This is an important question to consider because how you treat yourself sets the tone for how you treat others. When we are kind, we extend grace and mercy to others. We also show patience, forgiveness and compassion. It's not easy to be kind, but it's always worth it. Being kind will never lead you astray. When we are kind, we glorify God and reflect his character. We also benefit from the positive effects of kindness, such as improved mental and physical health, stronger relationships and a more fulfilling life. So what does the Bible say about kindness? There are many scriptures on kindness that bring understanding to what God wants to produce in our lives. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Colossians 3.12 says, Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility and patience. That means that being kind to others is your own way of following in God's footsteps. It is the ultimate expression of your love for God. It's how we tell him that we are choosing him and his ways just as much as he has chosen us. So with that being said, we can say kindness involves making a choice. What makes someone truly kind is that they keep choosing to be kind, even if it means having to sacrifice or saying no to others. Proverbs 11.17 says, A man who is kind benefits himself, but a cruel man hurts himself. This tells us that kindness not only makes others happy, it also uplifts our spirits. And who can we turn to? Jesus. He was and is and forever will be kind. And because of this, he is the perfect role model for kindness. Jesus was kind to everyone, even if they didn't deserve it. He didn't turn people away. People could see there was something different about him and that is why they followed him. He was kind by speaking the truth. And what he did on the cross, he demonstrated his love for all humanity. He, the ultimate act of kindness. God and his word reveal a compelling portrait of kindness for us. God is kind and he calls us to be kind and walk in kindness. But what I love about God is that he just doesn't leave it there. He helps us even more because kindness is a fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22 says this. How about if we all look to the, when the scripture comes up, and let's read it together, shall we? But the fruit of the Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. It's in my notes. <laughs> True kindness 
is spirit produced. What do you think that means? True kindness is spirit produced. Let's take a look. True kindness is spirit produced. It's a supernaturally generous orientation of our hearts towards other people, even when they don't deserve it and don't love us in return. God himself is kind in this way. As Christians, we are called to be kind. And the good news is we can grow in kindness. For example, when a seed gets planted in the ground, it does not transform into a tree overnight. But with careful watering, tending and patience, a seed will slowly grow day to day into a strong and towering tree. So you and I can grow in kindness. And do you know why I can be confident in this? Because we're not the source of kindness. The Holy Spirit is our source of kindness. We can't produce this fruit in our own strength. We need Holy Spirit. We need him because he is our source. So as we abide and walk in relationship with the Holy Spirit, as we cooperate with him, the fruit of the Spirit kindness outworks in our lives. When we are kind, we are reflecting the true nature and character of the living Christ within each one of us. And I'm so glad the Holy Spirit helps us to show kindness. This morning, we are not alone. How then can we water and tend to this fruit that the Holy Spirit has given us? By walking in relationship with him and knowing we are not the source, but he is. So because of that, we can trust that he will lead us and guide us growing in the fruit of the Spirit. You know, there are differing stories in the Bible where people show kindness. Boaz showed Ruth kindness by making sure she gleaned in his field only where she was safe and she would have enough food. You had the woman who poured the perfume on Jesus, this expensive perfume, but she wanted to show kindness to Jesus. And we all should all know the story about the Good Samaritan helping that person in need because he needed it. (laughs) And then we read this incredible story in 2 Samuel 9 when, when David was king and he showed amazing kindness to Mephibosheth, Jonathan's son. 2 Samuel 9, 7 says this, Don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather Saul and you will always eat at my table. So who was Mephibosheth? His grandfather had been King Saul and his father was Jonathan. And Jonathan and David had been best friends. So much so that when Saul tried to kill David, Jonathan defended David. But unfortunately during a battle, Jonathan and his father Saul died. So because of this, Mephibosheth's childhood was not easy. When they heard about the passing of Saul, Jonathan, Mephibosheth, with Jonathan and Mephibosheth, was taken away from his home by his nurse. This was rightly so for his protection. Unfortunately, when trying to escape, he was accidentally thrown to the ground and his feet were permanently damaged. Mephibosheth was hidden away. Firstly, to keep him safe from David due to the customs of the time. And secondly, during that particular time, 
People with severe injuries or disabilities weren't exactly welcomed, especially if they were of royalty. The custom of that day was that when a new king came into power, they could, would dispose of any family members of the former dynasty to, to protect the new. So it was in David's rights to do this. At the start of 2 Samuel 9, David says, Is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? When David makes his inquiry, a man named Ziba tells him, There is a son of Jonathan still alive, and, but he is lame. Hearing this information, David, did this stop David in his tracks? No, he sent for Mephibosheth anyway. From this request, Mephibosheth finds his way to King David. When the king and former enemy of your grandfather requests your presence before him, chances are it's not for anything good. You can guess what Mephibosheth must have been feeling. Fear. He had already gone through so much in his life due to this childhood injury and losing his father and his grandfather at such a young age. So he wasn't hopeful for this meeting that was about to take place. I'm sure he would have been thinking, what is David going to do? I'm not sure what he would have heard about his own father and his kindness towards David. But up to this point, Mephibosheth's point of reference was the customs of the day, which weren't in his favour. So he comes before David. And what does David say to him? Don't be afraid. For I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will always eat at my table. How was David able to do this? David showed kindness because he knew God to be kind and had experienced God's kindness in his life. And he also remembered Jonathan's kindness to him. So we can be encouraged today that if we are not sure how to show kindness or what to do, we know we have a God who has shown us kindness and will continue to do so. And he will help and lead us to show kindness to others. It may start with a thought about someone. I wonder how they're going. And you may be, keep thinking about them during the week. So you may ask, Holy Spirit, how can I show kindness to this person? It may be through a phone call or a message. It may be taking them out for coffee or lunch. I can do either. It may be by writing a card. You know, for example, in kids' church, I know that there's certain activities that the children like to do that helps them and makes them feel safe. So I make sure I have them ready in case they come. However you action kindness, I know this to be true, that as we lean on the Holy Spirit and cooperate with him, kindness will continue to be outworked in our lives. The outworking may look different for each one of us because our God is creative and his kindness is eternal. What was the outworking of kindness that David showed Mephibosheth? He showed kindness by restoring lands back to Mephibosheth. Land that had belonged to his grandfather was now being restored to him. He went from potentially not having much to plenty. He went from having no family to now being part of David's royal family. So the encouragement for us today is don't underestimate what your kindness can do in a person's life. How can our kindness bring restoration to people? It could bring dignity. 
For example, letting someone in at the checkout only to find out that maybe they've had a bad day and you letting them in has been like a balm to what they've been going through. Meeting people's needs and acknowledging their worth like we do with a food pantry. It could bring restoration in relationships, for example, between family members, friendships and work colleagues. It could mean inviting people over for dinner whose families are far away. Ultimately, with our kindness, we can show a pathway to God. You know what I like? David went one step further. He went above and beyond. He said to Mephibosheth, you will always eat at my table. So not only does David say it, he actually backs up. His words are actioned with his kindness. You might say to me this morning, but Rachel... I don't have a royal table to offer, but you know who does? Jesus. And our kindness to others reveals who Jesus is in our lives, which can lead them, those around us, wanting to know what it is that's different about us. When we action our kindness towards others, it can help and encourage them. So what did this mean for Mephibosheth? You know, his name means one who destroys shame. When David showed him kindness, he never saw or focused on his lameness. It was covered by the table. Kindness can destroy shame. Can you imagine the relief, the relief that Mephibosheth felt being invited into the very presence of David the king and then the king extolling him such kindness and he went far and beyond and not only that he said you can sit at my table forever you know that fear was broken in that moment by the words that David spoke, by the actions that he took of kindness, it broke fear in the name of Jesus. Do never not estimate the power of your kindness in someone else's life because we are showing who Jesus is in our life. He is in our hearts. He is in our world. He is in our families. He has brought so much to us. You know what? We sit at a table of grace and mercy that we can extend to others, people that need to know Him, people that need to have that love and grace in their life. Fear broken in the name of Jesus. All I can see is Mephibosheth as this teenage boy going, what relief, what relief. I'm no longer stuck out here in the boondocks. I have been called in to the very presence of royalty and now I can sit at a table, a table that has a feast that I can help myself to whatever is on the table and be full. But that's what God does to us and for us. How can we not show kindness to the people around us? Because we have been blessed by Jesus' kindness. We have been called sons and daughters of the Most High God. What relief that brings to our hearts. What relief that we can throw our fear in the name of Jesus and we can walk with our heads held high because we know who we are. We are sons and daughters 
of the most high and kind and generous God. By eating at his table, Mephibosheth was no longer hidden away. This morning, do you feel like you've been hidden away? Your invitation is come and sit at my table and you'll be hidden no more. He no longer had to fear what David would do. He could now enjoy the privileges of being a son, not identified by his condition, but identified by the royal table he now sat at. And this was not temporary. This was permanent. And that is the same for us. We are also identified by the table that we sit at. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. And that is what God did for us in showing us kindness. He went that one step further and sent His Son. And this is a beautiful example of what Jesus has done for us and many of us will continue to do because of His amazing kindness towards us. His amazing love, grace, mercy and kindness. God's kindness is a pathway to Him. It's not based on anything that we can do. It's because of Him and His kindness. No wonder kindness is a fruit of the Spirit. We may feel that we have done things or something has been done to us that has left wounds and scars. They may not be as obvious as Mephibosheth's limp, but we know it's there. Or maybe it is. And maybe you just want to run and hide. Jesus comes and finds us and extends his amazing kindness towards us. He offers salvation and oh hope. He offers restoration. Is there something you need to be restored today in your life? Do you need joy restored? Do you need peace restored? Do you need relationships restored? Do you need to exchange maybe brokenness for kindness and healing? He offers a place, a place at his table forever, a table that we can sit at and be filled, a place of authority and identity, knowing who we are and where we stand, a place where we now know that we are sons and daughters of God. We are part of his family, a place that provides covering. This is the kindness and hope that Jesus offers to everyone. No one is excluded from his amazing kindness and hope. You know, today, God's amazing kindness doesn't want you to stay in hiding. God's amazing kindness doesn't want you to stay in fear. God's amazing kindness is here to break shame and fear. God wants you to be free and to know who you are because of His kindness in your life in exchange of fear and shame for His kindness and love. I just want to finish with this story. One of my fingers has eczema on it and I don't know why it's just this one particular finger. But what happens is because of this, it gets very dry. For those who have had it, it gets very dry and the skin splits. And there'll be times when I'm at work and it's just like, oh my goodness, my finger is so sore. And I have to go and get my hand balm. And as soon as I put that balm onto my finger, I tell you, it is such relief 
from the pain that I'm feeling and the itchiness that I'm feeling. And that is what God is wanting to do in your life today. If there is something that you know, oh, there is a itch, there is a cut, there is a wound in my heart, and no matter what I try to put on it, nothing seems to cover or heal it or make it better. But I can tell you with assurance in my heart, God's kindness is a balm that is not temporary, but it is permanent and will bring relief, it will bring healing, it will bring restoration into your heart and your life. This morning, today is your day of healing and restoration. Today is your breakthrough of fear and pain in the name of Jesus. I just want you to close your eyes. Lord God, we just come to you right now in your amazing presence and because of your amazing kindness. And Lord God, I just declare right now, if people are needing healing, if people are needing relief, if people are needing covering from you who who restores and brings restoration, Lord God, we just declare right now, we just thank you right now that you are doing good work in people's hearts and lives in the name of Jesus. And I declare your breakthrough right now. I declare your covering right now. I declare, Lord God, that you are a healing God. And if people are needing that right now, we just declare it in the name of Jesus because it's who you are. And Lord God, we can rest on your kindness right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm just going to get Pastor Lee to come up in a sec, but I just want to encourage you, if anyone needs prayer this morning, I would love to pray for you because I know God's power is in this place. I know God's kindness is in this place. And I know that His kindness can be a balm to whatever you're going through right now in the name of Jesus. This morning, we're, we're going to do two things this morning. The first thing is this. If you don't know God personally, if you don't know Jesus personally, God wants to share and show His kindness to you. That, that's His heart for you. He offers kindness. He offers restoration. He offers forgiveness to those who turn to Him. That's His heart. That's how, if you're watching online, this is for you right now as well. But perhaps you haven't necessarily received kindness in your life. Maybe that wasn't a default that was, was given to you to receive. I don't know about you, but I know that when you haven't been a receiver of kindness, sometimes it's really hard to accept. So what's, what's attached to this? Or what's coming after this? No, no, no strings attached. Just salvation. Just restoration. Just to be known as a son and a daughter of God. That's the strings attached, to be known. Perhaps you, perhaps you find it hard to show kindness for those reasons as well. I, I want to encourage you today that, that God loves you, God cares for you, and wants to ultimately show His kindness. His kindness today is Jesus. Why don't we close our eyes for a moment? If you don't know Jesus personally, if you've never known the kindness of God, this is your moment to to respond to God. It says in Romans 10 verse 9, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You'll be known, loved, restored as a son and daughter. Amen. If that's, if that's you in this moment today, I'm going I'm to pray a prayer in a moment. And uh, this is your moment to receive Jesus 
to receive God's love, His goodness, His mercy. Amen. So I'm going to ask the whole church to pray this prayer with me. But if, you're, if you've been off on your own journey or you've been separated from God, can I, this is your moment to step into the kindness. Amen. What do you, we, we pray this prayer. Dear God, I thank you that you sent Jesus, that he went to the cross, to the grave and rose again on the third day for the forgiveness of my sin. I repent of my sin. I surrender to you. From this day on, I choose to follow you. I am known. I'm loved. I'm a son or a daughter. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.